What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turndars Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. It was another great week in golf. Oh, it felt good to get one off my chest. Man, that was needed. I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I took Jack's pick. Don't care. Now Jack has a winner. Now I have a winner. We're going back to back. We got to make it three weeks in a row. Jack, how was your week? Well, let me just start off by prefacing. Great call on Max Homa. The backstory of why Liam took my pick is Monday morning, I text Liam in this group chat and I go, man, I have the strangest feeling about Max Homa this week. I feel like he's going to do good. And of course, every time I ignore myself, it's going to happen. So I picked Rom two weeks ago. Liam got uh, Max Homa this week. We're back to back on winners. And I, I hope we make it three in a row. That'd be awesome. But yeah, up one and a half units on Sportsbook, made money in FanDuel lineup, DraftKings lineup. I just missed the money. I know you had made some money there. So tell me about your week. Yeah, I had, I would probably say my best week as far as, as far as this podcast goes, since we've had it in terms of winning across the board, which, which, which sounds funny because I, I got a couple of ones wrong. Like I did not even go perfect, but I think just having Homa in every facet of my lineups as well as well, except for bets, but still having him and everything else really kind of carried my lineup through. So uh, definitely got to, you know, say Hey to him on, on Twitter and make sure to let him know that I appreciate all the money he won me this week. Um, <laughs> you and a lot of other people, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. But I, I got fortunate. I snuck into the money on DraftKings. I had three guys end up missing a cut, which is just wild. I was, I, I have no reason to be in the money on that, but, I'll take it. I think the weather conditions had a lot to do with that. Yeah, and I think I'm there just, were a lot of guys that we weren't expecting to do good, just randomly missed the cut. I think a lot of people had three, two, two or three guys missed the cut in a lot of lineups. Well, it's it, initially when the tournament started, it was supposed to have a winner that finished in the high teens. But all of a sudden, when you get bad weather and rain and 30 and 40 degree days where guys are look like they're bundled up getting ready for the holidays. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the middle you know in the beginning of may all of a sudden it changes the way golf played <laughs> jason <and>, day <laughs> yeah jason day's out there looking stiff with his broken back and everything and next thing you know he shoots 79 and looks human and then there you go it's all it takes I, I couldn't tell you he was when i left the house he had a two or three shot lead i went and got coffee and came back and he was like three or four behind i'm like what the heck happened it, it was tough to see. I mean, he just, I get the moment he lost, he, he lost one, like he got one bogey and he fell farther. Like he was minus 10, I think was his high. And he dropped down to minus nine. Like I'm, I'm convinced he did like the tiger where, where he like pulled for his back with his hand mm. and you could just see it. And I, and I remember I looked over at my computer and I was like, Oh, Jason Day's in trouble. Like this is, this is not pretty. And he still ended up playing decently, right? I think he was right around even. If my yeah, I mean, you did. It, listen, if in bad conditions and bad weather, having a back injury myself, I know how just brutal it can be just to kind of grind through without perfect traction on a golf course. Yeah. So just being able to grind through is commendable in itself because you know he's been dealing with injuries for the last X amount of years. It hasn't been a couple months; it's been years. Yeah, it was. It and. It, I, I loved seeing a lot of the names that had been kind of up and down over the years playing better. All these guys that I haven't, I haven't seen on tour since 20 
17, 2018. I mean, Ricky Fowler got so much airtime. I was just weekend. about to say the same thing. Uh, and then I Keegan Bradley playing well too. Those are both good names I haven't heard. I bet him. I should not. I should have done this on the pod because I felt confident about him. But I bet him top thirty in Fanduel, and I think he was twenty first or twenty second. So definitely got money there too. But I apparently wasn't confident enough in a podcast bet. I I I can't. Well, I, I should have related with the answer because evidently I should not have bet answer all the ways that I did. When but, I don't bet answer, good things happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but I'll take. I, I had Ryan Armour on a couple of different lineups, and he 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 shot. 65 on Sunday to finish tied 25th. That was a, a very clutch day for clutch day that he had for me. So, yeah, well, that's awesome. Why don't you just get into your, you know, winnings and sports book and daily fantasy. Okay. All right. I'm going to start on uh DK DraftKings. I had Corey Connors who was tied 21st Gary Woodland who missed a cut. That was an unfortunate one. Him and Leishman were the only ones that stuck out to me that like really shouldn't have missed a cut. And they did. Mm. Uh, I had Homa who won Keith Mitchell missed the cut. Uh, I had Joel Dahman. I switched to Seb Straka should have stuck with Joel. Dahman. Yep. Uh, Cause he was tied 51 and then obviously Sep missed the cut. And then Ryan armor was tied 25th. Uh, do you want to do your DK or am I going to my FanDuel now? Yeah, just run it. All right. Uh, for FanDuel, I had again, Corey Connors tied 21st. Uh, I had Abraham answer tied 56th. Homo, who finished first. Kucher tied 49th. Uh, Mark Hubbard missed his first cut in like six weeks. Of course. Human. Huh? He's human. I know. He is human. So, of course, that happens. And then I switched from Brian Stewart, who missed the cut, to K.H. Lee, a.k.a. the W of all Ws, because evidently he does really good on TPCs, and he finished tied 25th. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell me about your sports book because I believe we have a great number that you were up officially in terms of uh, units. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of comments that Jack and I made. Um, so Kucher to make the cut was minus 175. That's a win. Answer top 20. That's a loss. Uh, Brian Harmon to finish top 40. I think he finished top 10, actually, as crazy as that sounds. I think he was tied consistent. So that was a that was an easy win. Substraka top 40 that's a loss and then ryan armor top 40 at that plus 240 again carried for another win so i went three for five i'm up two and a half units and as a total i'm up uh 4.2 units beautiful nice beautiful <laughs> that's awesome all right jack run through what you got yeah i'm just gonna bypass DraftKings because that was just a <laughs> terrible outing but okay fan duel I don't know how, because I had two, three guys miss the cut on my money lineup. But when you do a double up for 10 or 20 bucks, you don't necessarily need to hit the best. So luckily I had Homa first, McElroy fifth and Connors 21st. And I had Wesley Bryan cut. Sadoshi Kodaira cut and Mark freaking Leishman was my bane to my existence this week. Missing the cut. Three double bogeys or worse. You had him in a couple spots too, right? So he kind of hurt you in a few different areas. Yeah, it was my pick to win, I think. Let's well, be honest. He, that's he true. Hurt me. He, was your, he was your winner's pick, yes. But yeah, I mean, all things considered, I made money on my double ups with that lineup. Everything was good. Um, betting wise, went three for three, up 1.5 units to officially be up 
10.1 units. I'm just going to call it 10 for even math. You, you went three for six, right? Oh, yes. Three for six. My bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah you went three and three, three on three. a week. Yeah. And then you went three for six. Okay. I was like, wait, wait. I thought you had. Yeah. So I had Sepp Straka, top 40. Obviously, that was a blunder. Johnny Vegas, top 40, plus 135. Lock. Max Homa, top 40, minus 125. Lock. Corey Connors, top 20. Worst bogey I've ever seen on my life on 18 to miss top 20 by one. It was disgusting. Rory top 20 at minus 140, lock it in. Joel Damon was over Matt Kuchar, in my opinion, for the first like 54 holes. And then I don't know what happened. Kuchar etched him out, so I lost that one. But overall, up, can't complain. I'll never complain. Uh, so I think Kuchar actually made a birdie on 18. Um, and so, so, so just to clarify, uh, Kuchar tied 49th, uh, Domin tied 51st. Yeah. Uh, Kuchar made a birdie on 18. I'm pretty sure on Sunday. And even <laughs> was up, he was like at minus eight at one point in the first round. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was, up, he was up early, but that, that weather took a lot out of Damon. You could tell. So oh, yeah. fortunate though, that that birdie on 18 with by Kuchar kind of hurt you in the end of it all. But Hey, both up money and both fantasy sports and sports book. We will never complain about that. Exactly. And of course I would like to thank Homa again for the carry. That was a, and, and Jack for, for screwing up and not picking him when he should have. But yeah. Did you notice I didn't text you my sneaky feeling this week? <laughs> yes. You're not taking him. You're not telling me anything this week. Although I have a couple options. So we'll see. I might've still taken your, uh, your pick. Oh yeah. Well, all you right. Well, why don't you get into the description, man? All right, so of course, I'm going to give my little rundown here. We are going to the AT&T Byron Nelson at the TPC Craig Ranch. Wow, say that five times fast. Uh, it's a par 72. It's 7,450 yards. This is only the second year they've played it at uh, Craig Ranch. And last year, it was kind of weird. They didn't play it as long as they could have. They only played it like 7,200 so we'll see if they do that again or if they maximize it. I know there's supposed to be some weather this week. Um, unfortunately, there are really no comparable courses that are that good, which uh, makes me very sad because I am often a go-to when it comes to comparable courses. Uh, technically, the Shriners is close, but even then, they're similar lengths, and it, they're both courses that are, like, quote-unquote, easy or, like, open fairways and, like, easy to spray off of and like that's not really like a, a course comp that you can rely on um two big components to look into when you're trying to make lineups you want to look at strokes gained approach and you want to look at a 200 plus yard iron play uh those are both very vital at this course last year's winner was kh lee he won in an absolute birdie fest at 25 under over Sam Burns. Over nuts. Sam Burns, yeah. So um, it is important at this course to make birdies. you got to go low at this course. I mean, four rounds of even par means nothing here because last year the cut was at minus six. So if you get two guys that don't – like if you go even-even both, both Thursday, Friday, you're probably um, out of luck. You're probably yeah. not making the cut. So you got to get guys that can at least make birdies and do what they can, preferably on par fours and par fives. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more, especially with weather coming in. I know it's more toward the weekend if per the last report that I watched. So yep. Thursday, Friday is a lot more important than just making the cut. 
in, in terms of weather too, I mean, we're not talking like snow or torrential rain like it was last week. This is more like, oh, we're going to have like a little more gustier winds, which again, on this kind of a course, it's very open. You can kind of spray it off of the tee box. And so it's a little less penal than most, but it's just good information to know. All right, Jack, how you feeling? You ready to get into it? Always ready to get into it. Come on. One All more right. week till the PGA. That's what yeah, I'm excited one, about. One more week we're going to get to the PGA next week. It's going to be great. Hopefully they'll have those numbers out soon. And if they have them out early, then maybe we even do next week's podcast on Sunday and we release it a day early. We'll see what they got to do for bets. So, so we'll just have up until probably Sunday, just depending on the finishes for this tournament, probably have up to top 10. They won't have any three ball or matchups anything like that, but they will have up to top 10. So we can always release our pick to win, but we'll tweak it. Yeah, we'll take a look at it, and we'll, we'll figure it out for next Play week. Let's, let's get into this week first. We have four names really at the top that we need to worry about in the 10K range. We have uh, the guy that is absolutely on fire, Scotty Scheffler, down to uh, Jordan. He's from Texas. His course is in Texas. Yeehaw, Spieth. Hook him. Uh, hook him. <laughs> so... Of those four, Jack, is there one that sticks out? And tell me why it's Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, it, first of all, if it's not Scotty <laughs> Scheffler, then you need to put on your glasses and make sure that you're reading Scotty Scheffler correctly. You can't slow this guy down. He ha, Over half of his starts have been in the top 10. It's stupid. Just stupid. Take Tiger out of the world. Never speak Tiger Woods' existence again. This could be one of the best seasons I've ever seen in my life. Obviously, you put Tiger in there, and it's a whole different ball game. Justin Thomas is a freak. That dude is so good at golf. It's unbelievable. Those are two guys that I really watch. Dustin Johnson, if he played a little more, would be so right in this tournament. But he goes, you know, two weeks on, a month off. Two weeks on, a month off. Two weeks on, a month off. And it just follows this pattern. He's played well. I can't necessarily back him this week. Jordan Spieth. I have no idea what to do with that. If the putter is what it's supposed to be, he's finishing top 10. If it's not what it's supposed to be, he's probably looking between 30th and 40th. I am. I'm okay with speed this week. I think the, you know, obviously what was it? Two weeks ago on Sunday, he kind of, he kind of started to shoot it and go low and really tried to contend in all those turn the tournament using the time at which names, which the name escapes me of that tournament. RBC heritage. Thank you. It was the heritage, which is actually known for being a really tight course, which is what I laugh about because this is complete opposite, but I, I don't think the putter matters as much as it, mm. at this course. I, I think these are, these are often known as some of the bigger greens on tour. So my hope is that Jordan Spieth is just kind of an outlier pick that not a lot of people want. I do think too, that again, this is in Texas. So there could be a little like hometown. If you want to play it narrative there. Um, the other option too, is that he always does this before majors. He likes to really rev it up before and after majors to really get ready for it. Whereas there's, where is there is always the concern that like JT, Scheffler, DJ, even like include Matsuyama and Shoffley underneath, that they are just kind of like meandering their way into the PGA. I mean, Spieth only has one like 
pedal and it is go time 100% of the way. He so, missed uh, the cut to Valero going to the Masters week, though. But he, he did he win RP, RBC or did he finish top? Yeah, I mean, he won in a playoff against Cantlay, I think. Yeah, so that was the week after the Masters. And then what was it? Two, two years ago, he won at Valero the week before the Masters. Yep, he's won on Easter Sunday like two or three years in a row. So he he knows how to rev it up before or after a big major tournament. And that it, again, I agree. Shoffley or Thomas are probably the method here. But Shuffler? if you want if you want to do something that's a little different, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that go to Spieth. Yeah, I hear you. It's hard when there's only four guys up there. And on DraftKings, honestly, Scheffler's at a reasonable price at 10-9. Yep. FanDuel is a little up there, but all things considered, that jump is not as extreme. So I think any of those four guys are good. Top two guys for me are the guys I'm looking at. But if you have nothing else, I'm ready to go to nine right away. Yeah, let's go nine. Who you got? Who you thinking? Okay. Will Zala Torres. Guy's an animal. Ever since the Masters Tournament, I think he's taken over a month off. I think this is a really good week for him to really test his game and see where he's at. I know he's a glimmer in your eye coming to Will Z. Um, maybe Shoffley, too. Funny enough, I'm pretty much avoiding this category on DraftKings. I I I cannot tell you how hard it is because I want to love Zalatoris this week. Mm. But on, on FanDuel, he is extremely expensive. That's I mean, what I feel about Sam Burns. I, I uh, And that's fair. But on FanDuel, I think he's higher priced than Matsuyama, which just feels excessive because again i i think that zalatoris will probably be the highest owned golfer in the in the field this week in terms of dfs plays oh i I think him or adam hadwin and it's your choice of which one you want to do and well i'll mention him later because i love hadwin but zalatoris or hadwin will probably be the most owned they have great approach approach games he can't putt it doesn't really matter at this course I love Sam Burns. He finished second here last year. He's got all of the all of the metrics that fit for a course like this. I think he's very viable. Um, yeah, I think that he is just because he finished second here, and I think his name brings a lot of recognition here. Obviously, he's playing great golf this year, but he's really expensive for taking a month off. I. I don't completely disagree with you, but I think that everybody's going to go to Zalatoris. And I like I like either going up up 100 to get Sam Burns instead of Zalatoris or going down 100 and getting Joaquin Neiman instead of Zalatoris. Wow, that's you saying that. Here's I know, one. and it's hard to say. But Zalatoris used to be like a 7 or 8K guy that I could throw into the lineups and not even flinch. And now he's the same price as guys that are easily going to contend and potentially win majors this year. It's just a different, it's a different animal. I want to love Zalatoris. This is the perfect week week for him to win. You know he's winning, right? <laughs> well, again, he he lives in Dallas. He has he has all the metrics that fit well for this course. If you're any of the if you're in the mindset that any of these big guys are taking the week off and prepping for the PGA next week in terms of their gameplay, it makes complete sense. I I just I just can't get to him, I don't think, on FanDuel specifically. But gotcha. he's there. All right. Um, I mean Matsuyama, assuming he's not injured, right? And then then just plug him in, let him go. I'm fading him even if he's healthy. Honestly, really? I'd 
I just, you know me, I love Masayama. So it's really, I, I just, we've only seen him play once in, in over a month. He played the Masters twice in March, twice in February. I haven't seen enough. If he's healthy, he's dangerous. If he's 90%, he's not. And he's proven that. I'm fading him like the wind. I think you're going to go Will Zalatoris, Joaquin, like you had said, Xander, arguably one of the best players in the world, hasn't had the year he's supposed to have, but might be a great opportunity going into a major instead of maybe a Scheffler where they're just getting their game coasting toward a major. This might be one where he can push it. I like Brooks Kepka this week as well. Might be a week he can really outshine, especially at his price point, because you know come next week he's going to be another K because it's a major. Yeah. And then Tommy Longhair Fleetwood. That guy is under the freaking radar. Under like the radar. This week. Okay, well, hear me out. Okay. RBC Heritage, 10th. Masters, 14th. Valspar, 16th. P- or Players, 22nd. Arnold Palmer Invitational, 20th. Those are his last five starts. All those courses are nothing like this course, though. Well, I don't think, like you said, there is really a comparable course. So yeah. that's not really a metric that can really be taken into play, but Fair. for his price point at nine K dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not getting to him, but he could be, he could definitely be somebody that burns me this week. And if, again, if he burns me and he plays out of his mind, so be it. So be it. It's, it, yeah. it is what it is. Um, I just, I just can't do Fleetwood at nine. I think there's too many other good options around him. Um. I don't know. Give me, give me Joaquin at 9,300. You, you take his name out of it. And all of a sudden he's the greatest, greatest golfer in that range. His, his name is just not exciting. I'm convinced. We're going to start an anti Liam and anti Jack fan duel on whoever, whoever is the best. <laughs> uh, that's fair. All right. That'd we, be fun. Actually. That would be fun. We'll, we'll, we'll look into it. Let's see. We'll, look at it. well, I'm um, ready to go to the AK then. If you're, yeah, let, let's go, else. let's go to AK. All right. Well, I, I already mentioned them. So you want to talk to about, talk about them? Adam had one? Yeah. Because I'm assuming you like him too. How can you not? I don't think there's any reason that I don't even think he's in my lineup just for the simple fact that I think he'll be, like you said, the most popular golfer. Yep. Three top tens of the last four starts. Dangerous. Nothing else to be said. Uh, So outside of the Genesis, he hasn't been outside of the top 25 since the Pebble Beach Pro-Am in February. And then he also finished sixth at the Shriners this past year. So in terms of courses, that the, since the Shriners is the closest one, that's good for sixth. And then he just he just finishes great on every course he plays. Are you reading through, making sure he's top 25 in each of them? No, I was reassuring myself that Johnny Vegas is the guy I'm going this week. Oof. Dude's on a tear. He is on a tear. And at 8,400? kind of dangerous i know i keep saying dangerous but i think this will be a quiet guy because he only has one top 10 and 15 starts where you see gooch name right above that with four top 10s and 15 starts i think it'll be a quiet week or a quiet name in johnny vegas but i think you see him on the leaderboard going into sunday i'm hoping people just go directly past gooch and they go straight to vegas because they want vegas i because i i actually do like taylor gooch this week i think he's Mm. gonna do well um, but it scares me that 
I think he's going to be high priced or high owned. Sorry, not high priced, high yeah, owned. That's what's hard about guys like that that are back to back. Some people might look, oh, four top tens and just automatically click them. Yep. That's my fear with daily fantasy because anyone can play it. I I get it. And then the the other so all right. So you like Vegas and Hadwin. I like Hadwin uh Gooch and then I don't hate Aaron Wise. He's kind of a boom bust and boom boom bust in my opinion. He's got a couple top tens, but depending on how his game goes, he could finish 50th or fifth. It's just kind of all over the place. It's a little bit of a tough one to judge, but he's very viable. Um yeah. Cameron, I mean Cameron Champ. My guy, your guy. This is this is another good course. He can he can blow it all across the the rough and the the fairway on this. Talk course. about definition boomer bust though. That's like the <laughs> definition. <laughs> this range has a lot of guys that are boomer bust. Jason Day, Aaron Wise, Cam Champ, even Adam Cole Scott overpriced this week. Whew. Yeah, Adam Price is or Adam Price. Adam Scott is overpriced. It's it's too much. I don't blame you. So. All right, down to the 7K range. Okay, I need to start talking right now. Go ahead, lock freaking Mark Leishman in. 7800 That's the dumbest price I've ever seen in my life for Mark Leishman. Yeah, he had probably the worst week of his career last week. That is the dumbest, lowest price for a guy that is in his world ranking. Like, I've legitimately never been so surprised to see a name that low on a price point that's such a good golfer it's ridiculous then we're going to jump i'm going to completely bypass everything you're about to say okay to my guy maverick mcneely that dude's a stud that is dude is going to go off this week obviously you can't pass up alex noren but the guy the guy that no one is going to pick that you should listen to right now and put him in your lineup is davis riley yeah, no, I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you more than welcome to. Did you know he's 15th in birdie average on the PGA Tour? Yes. You did know that offhand. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm that's what kidding. I thought. 15th in birdie <laughs> average on a course that you said you need to capitalize on what? Birdies. Birdies. Boom, right there. Three guys in the $77,000 range that should be in your lineup. And then I'm sure you'll get to him. Keith the Legend Mitchell. He's a goat. I'm not He's getting back. to him. You can he take him this back. week. He's back. I, I, honestly, I can fill out my entire lineup in here because I like Sebastian Munoz, Keith Mitchell, Miss Whedon Hout. Listen, Seth Strzok is coming in hot. I could keep going and going and going. So before I take up this entire time, I'm just going to let you go ahead. Uh, I I do like a couple of names that Jack threw in there. Uh, Alex Noren is is a, I think, one of the best options in this whole 7K range personally. Uh, he is, he is a stud. He is going to be nothing but consistent. Um, I mean, Leishman, I want to go to is tough last week. I'm sure he's going to do great. 7,800. You'll never see him that cheap again. Yeah. Not even, a, not even a major field. Like it's um, when I scroll down, I'm like, I think Leishman's playing in this week. And then I saw him on here. I was like, lock. Uh, I say that. And then this is the week I'll miss the cut knowing my luck. But again, uh, I I kind of like Lanto Griffin this week. He's a good he's a good choice. Again, there's, there's so many good options here. Uh, Munoz, you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Love Munoz. He's been playing great recently. Uh, I I big on Sebastian Munoz. Uh, every time I pick Mitchell, he misses cut. So I'm gonna leave that to you. 
I picked him like three times and I want to <laughs> take him, but he's missed a cut. He's missed four cuts this year. I, was saying, I think I'm like five for five on him. Yeah, he's missed four cuts and I've picked him on three of them. So I'm going to leave you to Keith Mitchell and I'm sure he'll make the cut now. So if you guys want to take him, go for it. Some juju um, there. Kitayama has been doing a little good on recent performance, but that's so tough to, to rely on that because he's been so streaky. Um, Especially with that 75 on the third round of uh, yeah, that's, last week. That was brutal. I know that, he finished top 15, but. That is brutal. There's two guys at the bottom I kind of like. Um, Sahith Gala in terms How of picks. He, he's, he just seems like he's, he's a little mispriced. Uh, for whatever reason, he just seems low. But I'll take it. I'm here for it. Um, he, he did good in the waste management. This is not the same style, of course, but it's. When I look over it, they're not too far apart. Yeah. So I like the Gala there. I also like Pat and Kazire. Uh, he did well in this tournament last year. He was in the top 10. So he's a pretty viable option. He's been playing decently. Uh, and yeah, I won't bore you guys out. I think I just listed like 12 names and I, you also listed. 12. Yeah, I mean, that's There's that's so the many. category right there. Honestly, There's like so I know we many. talk about on every every episode that that 8K range is where you want to go. I think this tournament's the 7K range. I really do. I have three guys in the 7K range in my DK lineup. I just realized. I'm here for it. So, all right. Well, um, yeah, let's, before we bore everyone with the 7K range, let's just go right to six. It, so l- let me ask you, who sticks out? Who's your guy? <sighs> That's hard. Because right off the bat, you know me, I, I want to say Wesley Bryan. He's not currently in this because he qualified for Monday qualifiers, so the odds makers haven't really figured it out yet. Yeah. A little spoiler, he shot eight under today. That's dangerous. Talk about a birdie round, so I'm sure he'll be in there. And that quarter may be high seven, so it's a guy to look for. Um, but talking about picking a specific guy in this category, I think it's really, really hard to really narrow it down, and I wouldn't say I have one guy that I'm really you know, bent over. But if I'm going to pick someone, maybe Sung Kang. That guy is a wild swing. He hits the ball far. Like you said, it's not really about the control this week. It's about getting birdies. So I think maybe a guy like that's a flyer, but I'm kind of avoiding this category altogether. Uh, I don't blame you. I'm kind of in that boat. Um, I mean, there's a couple of guys at 6,900 that are interesting. Steven Yeager, again, all he's got is the last two weeks, he went 15th and then 6th. That's all. That's all I have on him. The last two weeks, he's been inside the top twenty. That's it. That's that's all I have. That's all I got for you. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, other than that, it's a shot in the dark. But he's Jeez. just playing well. Six fifteenth, hundred and twenty first, eighty fourth, hundred eleventh, hundred. Well, it just shows you how crazy golf is. <laughs> yes, Jeez, um, I had never, I had never seen that. That's crazy. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the last two weeks, he like found a game. I, he's from Germany. I didn't even realize that. I just assumed he had a he had a funky American name, but there you go. The more you know. That's crazy. Uh, you Martin, know I like Grayson Sig. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Martin Laird is another one, 6,900. Again, not that interesting. Uh, you like Grayson Sig? If I had to pick someone in this category, yes. Nah. I don't think I'm fighting to get Grayson Sig in my lineup, but if you're looking for a guy, minus the last week, um, just with weather-wise, I know we kind of struggled, but 33rd, 41st, 25th, 48th, and 68th. Last couple of events minus Wells Fargo. 6,800 flyer, or 69 rather. 
if you're down there. You shouldn't be because there's so many guys at seven. You shouldn't be here. But if you are, I don't hate Austin Smotherman. He's I, again, I, I I have to cringe when I say that. Like, that's how it is. Cause like, I, if you're telling me I got to choose between like an Austin Smotherman or like a Sahith Tagala for an extra 500, like, I'm going to find a way to get the extra 500 yeah. to go up to Sahith Tagala or like Pat and Kazire or any of those guys. I'd really prefer to be avoiding this range. So, all right. Um, we're going to call it there. And then, Jack, do you want to get started on your DraftKings lineup? Done. I'll start with DraftKings because I think I texted you saying I have the greatest fan to a lineup of all time. So let me preface this. DraftKings, we'll start off. This pretty cheap lineup, all things considered. I have three guys in seven. Start off with Will Zalatoris, 9,400. I'm taking the wave. I'm taking it. Tommy right. Fleetwood at nine. Unfortunately, I did go Adam Hedwin at eight. Yes, it will be the most popular pick in golf, but I think it does come with a reason you're probably going to make a cut. So Mark Leishman, 78. Maverick McNeely, 78. Davis Riley, 77 with $300 left over. Oh, man, Jack. It's so tough to see that you have Zaltars in your lineup because I just don't know if he'll have room in mine. That'll be a tough one to figure out, but let's get into your FanDuel lineup now. Like I said, could be the most dangerous FanDuel lineup of all time. Scotty Scheffler, $12,100. I went there. I went there. Will I regret it? Probably. I went Johnny Vegas, 10-2. Adam Hedwin, 9-5. Maverick McNeely, 9-7. Davis Riley, 9-6. Sebastian Munoz, 8-8. Tell me a guy you would replace in there and why you're lying. <laughs> we'll see, because I have some of the similar guys in mine, but we'll see, we'll see how close mine was to yours. I ended up not having too many different ones than you, so we'll see. Done. Um, all right, we'll go to DraftKings. Uh, Sam Burns, 9,500. Joaquin Neiman, 9,300. Taylor Gooch, 8,600. Alex Noren, 7,900. Sebastian Munoz, 7,600. And Patton Kazire, 7,100. Kind of a balanced lineup, kind of like yours, because we, we neither of us picked any of the big four in, in DraftKings. We'll see how that yep. does for us. Um, they'll be going into FanDuel. I start with Spieth at 11,7. And then I go uh, Hideki at 11,000. And then I go Alex Noren at 9,800. Adam Hadwin, 9,500. Sahith Tagala at 9,000. And then Sebastian Munoz at 8,800. And if you were keeping track with the money on that, you potentially guessed it. I have $200 left. So, what a bargain. Take a wild guess at who's 11,000 and who's 11,200. Do you want to guess how many times I'm going to swap Hideki and Willie Z? I'll give, you a ch- I'll give you a chance of guessing. It's already been eight times today, so I'm sure it'll happen again before everything locks up. <laughs> Even after calling me out for the Willie Z pick, I'm sure you'll still end up with him in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, it's going to be tough not to have him, but we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure it out one way or another. Yeah, I hear you on that one. All right, let's get into your bets. How many you got today? I have six, but we all know that that means twelve in my. I would say six to portfolio. 15, all of a sudden, an extra line gets dropped in. Boom. 
Yeah. So first off, Scotty Scheffler, top 20, minus 200. Probably the lowest odds I'll ever do on this podcast, but I'm going to go with him. Okay. I think, I think honestly, he's going to do so good. It's hard to pick against Scotty Scheffler. Put $10 down. You win your five. Call it a day. It's good money. Um, Maverick McNeely is minus 100 or plus 100. It's a wash for top 40. I like that one. Davis Riley is plus 115 for top 40. Like I said, birdie, birdie, birdie machine. Johnny Vegas top 40 is minus 110. Sebastian Munoz top 40 is plus 110. All top 40 bets except for Scheffler. And last but not least, Mark Leishman beating Matt Kuchar and Siwoo Kim is plus 170. Interesting. Okay. All right. I, hmm. Man, you were big on Leishman, and that's going to be really tough again. Because last week you missed the cut, and that's kind of how I beat you on like half the half the lineup. Everything <laughs> you did. Um, so if he's if he's good this week, I mean Davis Riley and, and Leishman, if they do well, I am screwed. It does not matter how well I play. So it's Vegas. Yeah, same with Vegas. Vegas is another one. Um, they're in shambles. Yeah, I'm, I could be in trouble, right? So there's some good picks. All right. Well, I also. So, so I had 11 to start my day. I had to cut that back. I was going out of pocket with some bets. I was looking at Bill Haas for top 40. I was struggling. To find oh, you know, him. he's making it now that you say he, you're not- he might, Bill Haas might sneak in there, but I had to, I had to cut down and, and, and really kind of pay attention to what I was doing. Cause I was, I was coming up with some out of pocket bets. Um, so Alex Noren top 40 is minus 125. I consider that pretty much a lock. Uh, Lanto Griffin top 40 plus 100 money uh, Brian Harmon top 40 I went to him last week I'm going to do it again that's plus 110 uh, Sebastian Munoz over Keith Mitchell and Mito Pereira is plus 165 so Jack has a top 40 with Seb, uh, Seb and I have him over Mitchell and Pereira we'll see how that one goes uh, I have Sahith Tagala top 40. That is plus 170. And Hayden Buckley top 40. I'm going to go up plus 400. That is my flyer this week. Is it tough to get to? Yeah, but I that's the one I'm kind of sending it on. Is that because I, I bet him a couple weeks ago and he's due? I mean, honestly, I did think about that, but I also just think he's a little errant off the tee. So that's kind of his big struggle. Again, this is a course that it fits with. Um, and he's got good approach, approach game, relatively speaking. Hey, uh, if you the, hit that one, it's going to cancel out your other four or five. Yeah, yeah if I hit that one, all of my other bets are fine. It doesn't matter who else hits. The The last one that I, I had a really tough time taking off, but I did. I'm not actually taking this one. It was Spieth top 20. He was plus 120. It just seemed it seemed weird to see Spieth at, top, at uh, plus money for top 20, but I couldn't do it. So that one is more of just uh, I want to see how that looks next week and realized i need to be mad at myself or not for not putting that one in <laughs> i hear you on that one so all right jack we're to the point are you gonna do the same thing you did last week or well, are you listen it? you picked the winner so i want you to go ahead and go first no come on nope <laughs> no you always should rip off my backup pick so i'm gonna let you fire away so i have it down to two names i 
and and it feels illegal to to have this one name in there considering i can't even i can't even put them in any lineups or bet them uh i have willie z and Alex just Noren crapped on Willie Z for the last 45 minutes. Of the pod. I know I because I can't, because I can't get to him at that price point on FanDuel and DraftKings, but I still think you can do well. I'm going to, I'm going to go non Willie Z pick, even though I'm a homer for him. I'm going to go Alex Noren a little bit of a, hmm. of a sleeper pick, but I really like him this week. I think he's going to do well. I struggle because I like the boring picks at the top. Oh, Scotty Scheffler. I know it's a shock, right? But Scotty Scheffler, when he's playing golf, it is hard to bet against him. Justin Thomas, if he does what he's supposed to do, he's going to be up there. I think if my official pick will be Scotty Scheffler. Um, It is boring. I do understand. I think he's going to do well. If it isn't either one of those guys, I would not be surprised if it's Johnny Vegas or Maverick McNeely. See, this is what always makes it interesting about winners is that like you pick a lot of favorites and then I pick a lot of underdogs, but like I have a better record than you in this, <laughs> which I think is wild. But again, Scotty's a great pick. I'm sure he's gonna do well. It's just I I hate I, I'm a big fan of the underdog. I like I Fine. like betting. I'll go Maverick McNeely just so you can put on your little spreadsheet. That no, I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll I'll do I'll do Scotty Scheffler, but I'm gonna do a little parentheses with Maverick McNeely. So just yeah. see how they both do. So you'll get Scotty, but I'm just curious on how Mav does for next week, and we'll go over it. All right. Sound, so sound like a game plan? Yes, but I am adding one thing to this okay. podcast going forward now to your little spreadsheet. Okay. Every week for the last couple ones, except for the last one, we talked about Abraham answer, and we were always come back. Is there a guy that you have a prediction on that you want to talk about for five seconds that you want to come back and revisit this week that we didn't talk about? Like, do you have like a, I think Tom Hoagie is going to be top 20, but I'm not confident about betting him like a guy like that. I, I have an, I have an opposite pick. I think Fleetwood is going to miss the cut. Whoa. Add that one. That's a hot. <laughs> I think Fleetwood's going to suck this week personally. And this is wow. not his kind of course. And that, and I, I'm not betting it. I'm not doing any of that, but I don't, I do. I am not a Fleetwood guy this week. Goodness gracious. That came out of left freaking field. Is that, no is, that idea. Nice, is that a nice hot take for you that is a hotter take than i could have ever asked for <laughs> what about you do you have a thought you want to get to the first? well i don't even know how to follow up that one there's no hot take that i can comprehend oh my goodness what the heck that was legitimately <laughs> shocking <laughs> thank you i'll be here all week oh my goodness well i guess on that note I would have to say that my probably wild pick that probably wasn't talked about is Mackenzie Hughes. I think that is a guy that's probably going to be really slept on this week. I have no, no, no thought about betting him this week unless he's in the leaderboard, but I could see him finishing between 15 and 20th. Write that one down. Will do. So, all right, we will write these down. We will look over Fleetwood potentially next week on how he does. And then Mackenzie Hughes, that's a good pick. I mean, I can see Mackenzie Hughes doing well in a, in a situation yeah. like this. I like this because I feel like for the first bunch of episodes that we did, we always had a guy that we were like dead set on and we'd always come back to him. So 
I think put at the end our winners and then one bold prediction for the tournament would be something cool to watch out for. So, so just to clarify though, what do you want me to put for, for Mackenzie Hughes top 20? No, between 15 and 20. Okay. Between 15 and 20. All right. Uh, you want to be specifically. real. Hey, I mean, I've, every time I've done this, I've been pretty dang close. That's fair. I, I just, is, is my miscut then too vague for Fleetwood or is that, or is that plenty like generous in terms of, in dude, terms that's of like the hottest take you could physically eat. You, you <laughs> okay. literally had to pull in one of those jean pockets where you have no idea what the hole is for. Uh, okay. Pause. Um, well, just checking. Just checking. He, oh my God. I can't even believe you just said that. <laughs> All right. Well, Hey, we'll see it come next week again. It's, you said hot it's take. Golf. That's a hot take. I mean, just said like Stephen Jager, like top twenty, I'm in left field. That would have been a good one too. Nothing. Honestly, top twenty five, I could see for him too. Like, <laughs> does is, are there missed cuts out yet? Because I want to see what the odds that Fleetwood would miss the cut. That is nutty. I might take a look for it and throw like a buck on it just to see. Because I if might take it. <laughs> if it's up before I post everything tomorrow night, I will throw it in there for you perfect sounds like game plan all right everybody i appreciate it so much for listening please follow us on social media at the turn dogs golf pod on twitter talk to jack let him know what you're thinking for the week maybe you can call out my wild picks i don't know they haven't you know they haven't done me completely wrong yeah they'll uh, the week is young um if you're on spotify or apple pod please like try and leave a review let us know what we can do better on that'd be really appreciated I love knowing, you know, things maybe that you want to change. Obviously, this week we're going to do, we're doing the wild pick. Could make things fun and exciting. If you have things like that in your mind that we should add to the podcast, let us know. Um, outside of that, though, let's have a good week. Let's go win some money. It's going to be a good one. Let's go get some dinero. Dinero. All right, have a good one.